0: you need to get up get out and get something don't let the days of your life pass by you need to get up get out and get something don't spend all your time trying to get high you need to get up get out and get something how will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out, and get something, cause you and I got to do for you and I. I don't recall ever graduating at all. Sometimes I feel I'm just a disappointment to y'all. Every day I just stay around, then I can't be found. Always asking, to give me some living life like a bum. Times is rough. Bomb. My auntie got enough problems of her own. i you supposed to be grown. I agree. I got to be the man I'm supposed to be. But negative fatigue is all you seem to ever see. I admit I've done some dumb shh, and I'm probably gon' do some more. You shouldn't hold that against me, no? though. Why not? My music's all that I got, but sometimes we get tested for this to be manifested. I know you know, what I'ma say this to you: I uh, get high, but I don't get too high. So what's the limit supposed to be? That must be why you can't get yourself about the bed before three. You need to get up. up, get up.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, do not. There Ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust your listening devices. Um, CeeLo is so dope, isn't he? You are listening to the Three Man Weave. Um, let me. I guess get this out the way first and foremost. Three Man Weave is uh, a program that is the Chairshot.com. Always use your head. As you can tell by the fact that I am royally screwing this intro up, this is your boy Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. Um, Mr. Platt isn't here today. He's off on assignment once again. Um, he is trying to uh, figure out how to concede the election, since him and Mr. Bellaz lost royally badly. However, I do have Mr. Three Man Weave himself and uh... Uh, the professional, Mr. PC Tunney, with me. How you doing, sir?
2: I am well, Ray. It's great to be back talking a little sports. I do have the inside info on where Platt is. I know last time we let everybody know that he got the tail implant um, after watching the movie <laughs> Cats, and that's true. The problem is, is he he went he dove into it too much. He got hooked on catnip, and he is at a cat recovery. Um, for, you know abusing catnip that's where he's at right now so lots of scratching posts there for him and um, you know that way he can get he can get off the catnip they put him a strict salmon diet no 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 saucer of milk none of that stuff so that's that's where he's at this
1: opioid right this, now. Opioid, this opioid addiction is real bro yeah. we need to, we need, to, we, need to, we need to fix this do better America that's do where, better
2: so that's where Platt's at right now yeah <laughs>
1: Oh, when he gets back, he's going to hate us so much. That's okay. Um, yes. So, first and foremost, a lot has happened since we have recorded. Um, and I don't just mean in sports. We have uh, apparently, if you hopefully legally elected a new president, we have lost one of the greatest legends of our generation, Mr. Alex Trebek, Rest in Power King. Um, and so much so much has helped it. so much else has happened we got a few things we want to talk about week nine of football we got a we got a November Masters which is dope and weird at the same time um they want these boys to play basketball again like 15 minutes after the bubble ended we got a lot we're going to talk about um so before we move any further did you want to say anything about your back did you want to say anything about what happened this weekend or you want to get on to the good stuff
2: i don't want to talk about the election anymore <laughs> not because i was hoping, completely fine not, not because i'm upset at who won uh, I, I just uh, i think people are done listening to it i i know to speak not, to that not, a little yeah. bit even friday i had recorded I, re, I record shark tank okay and i and i get up saturday to watch it or it's saturday i get home i don't remember whatever i think i got home to watch it and it was a abc special 2020 i'm like well what the fuck you know like they're, they're even interrupting my shows a week later so I'm over that that's all good but Alex Trebek to me is like he, he is that almost that babysitter from your childhood for me I, I mean I started watching Wheel of Fortune and, and, and Jeopardy in the late 80s I my grandparents I lived with them for a, for a brief period of time as a very young child like before from like kindergarten to third grade or whatever and we'd watch Wheel of Fortune every night, and then as I got a little bit older, um, I think a kid's Jeopardy was on one time, and I was hooked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then even the regular Jeopardy, And I was, it was hard, and my grandma was like, well, just keep watching, you'll get better at it, and sure enough, and I've taken the test years and years and years, and I've, I've never gotten the chance to get on the show. I would still love to get on the show, but it would've been great to be on with Alex Trebek. He's, he's an American television icon, and he's a Canadian, and he's just, it's great though i mean that's fine he's one of the greatest canadians in my opinion that i know of Um, he's very calm courteous comforting in his in his approach to being a game show host um he did it with subtlety he did it with humor right And, and a little bit of yeah i know what i'm talking about too and he did he was a brilliant guy so Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. My condolences to his close, very close friends and associates and especially his family.
1: I think one of the things we take for granted in society is how much we learn or how much we we get from our environments, especially from things that we consume like television or entertainment mediums. And what I, what I think one of the dopest things about Alex Trebek was that he set out to make our lives better by making us smarter. You know, and there's all, all the game shows in some form or fashion are about intelligence, but Jeopardy is, is the pinnacle, right? I think most people would accept Jeopardy as being one of the hardest game shows to be on or to answer because, like, they're not playing no games with the questions or the answers that are on there. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be weird because I think I'm pretty sure Ken Jennings is going to get the job, but I think Ken Jennings is dope. But like, I don't think there's, and this is including Bob Barker. This is including Pat Sajak. This is including Gene Rayburn. This is including uh, Regis. I don't think there's ever been a person more tailor-made for their show than Alex Trebek. Um, Alex Trebek is one of three people um, who are, Not family who are strictly TV people I've never met, I never had the chance to meet, whose death affected me in a very seriously painful way. Eddie Guerrero, Stuart Scott, and Alex Trebek. Never forget that dude, man. Rest in power. Um, He has, you said he's, you call call him one of the greatest Canadians. He's one of our greatest Americans. Simple as that. Um, So yeah, rest in power, brother. We got him until Christmas Day. And I think that is a fantastically macabre situation that, you know, we we're gonna his last show is gonna air on Christmas Day. That's beautiful and macabre the same way. But uh, what does the drop say? Sports, 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 sports?
2: sports? <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. Sports, 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 sports. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. We will be right back. Promotional consideration
1: paid for by the following.
2: Why should you
1: visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis.
3: With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your
2: head. Like you said in the open of the show, Ray, we are going to get to talking about, well, Christmas Day and the NBA. We're also going to cover a little bit of Week 9 NFL football. We got uh, a last topic in the Masters, which we're both really excited for this weekend. But I do want to touch this very interesting, uh, shortened, and, you know, not, not necessarily full until now, but we got all the, all the conferences playing at, at some point here, NCAA football. Uh, but we do have schools testing positive. We do have teams missing games and canceling games all over the place. But let's talk about the positive part of it. We're having great games, and maybe one of the best games that we've had in a long time in college football just happened this weekend, a double overtime victory for Notre Dame, beating the number one-ranked Clemson Tigers. Now, granted, Trevor Lawrence on the sideline, DJ Ua Angelile at quarterback, but that kid can play. Well done. Oh, my God. Say it again? I come from the land of Antetokounmpo.
1: That's. A, I'll shut up and listen. You're right. DJ
2: Uyangalele. You can call
1: him DJ U if you'd like. I was going to call him DJ last name, but <laughs> DJ U's <is> better.
2: <laughs> there's a there's an N that's in there that's not in even in his name. That's how you pronounce it, from what I've heard. Okay, I watch a lot of sports. Center. How
1: what do I do? Doing? How do I do say African names better than most Africans? That's that is dope. It's amazing.
2: <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I just, I I I just repeat what I hear. So, you know, and, and Notre Dame did a great job of getting out and putting the ball in the air and moving it down the field. Now, granted, they got a great game from, from Kyron Williams rushing for 140 yards, six rushing yards to carry. But Ian Book and this Notre Dame team is the real deal. Brian Kelly is a very good football coach. The problem is these two teams are going to meet again, likely, in the ACC championship. And if Trevor Lawrence is back, which he would be, should be, it's over. You're definitely going to take that that Clemson team over Notre Dame into the playoff, correct? So the work's only half done for Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, but you know what though? They they did their job because Notre Dame had to win that game because if they didn't win that game, they're not in the top 4 for the playoff at this point. You know, so this was an important situation for them or sport important game for them to take advantage of Trevor Lawrence being out. To kind of get themselves to the end of the season, so they could be put in that position to be in the in the uh, top four, playing for the national championship. Because right now, I'm not correct. They were put picked, picked two in the rankings.
2: Um, I'm not sure.
1: Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's two. And one more thing, I want to mention. By the way, you yeah, know they're up to two. I think. There you go, which is deserved if you beat the number one team. I think is deserved. Right,
2: Bama, um, Bama Notre just... Dame, Ohio State, Clemson goes down to four. Florida's at five. A and M is at six. Your next group of unbeaten it teams. at The next group of unbeaten teams are Cincinnati and BYU. At um, and then you'd have to go down to Indiana. I don't know. Does Oregon and Wisconsin even count yet? They've only played one game, so that's what you're looking at so far.
1: In... yeah. Cincinnati's having a great season, by the way. To be so obscure, Cincinnati is in the uh, Conference USA, isn't it? Conference USA.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but it's so the, I feel it's, like
2: it's the American Athletic Conference now.
1: Oh, that's right. They changed the names and shit. Like people change draws. Um, <laughs> the Haley's comic come about as often as Notre Dame do. Like every ten years or so, Notre Dame got one one good team that is good enough to play for the national championship and just good enough to get their ass beat by a great team and it's about to happen again um, give them the props, Brian Kelly is a fantastic coach, always has been a fantastic coach recruiting is rough in Notre Dame, I have friends that went to Notre Dame because of all of the um, everything you have to adhere to the, the um, GPA, the, the, you have to do certain things, you know it's a parochial school you gotta go to church every week it's a lot of things there that most recruits might not like, so you gotta they, they're pushing for a certain recruit, but every 10 or so years, you see them break through, shout out to them, and shout out to my boy DJ
2: Uyangalele.
1: Talk about a position to be put in and to sit and, and to ball your ass off. He's a, he's a true freshman, am I right? Not a redshirt freshman. I believe he's a true freshman. I can look into that. Well, true or red shirt, for that to be your first real snaps, like, whew. and And the, the one thing about Notre Dame is, even if they're good or bad, playing at Notre Dame Stadium is always a hell of a game to play. So,
2: True freshman, yeah. you are correct. Let me break it down how it's going to happen here as we are marching towards getting four teams into the playoff, right, for for the College Football National Championship abbreviated season, some of these teams are going to have to play a certain number of games to be able to qualify for, for said four-team playoff. I know they're going to lower restrictions for bowl games because they're still going to want the marquee teams in these bowl games so people watch them. Uh, some states travel more than others. I don't know if there's even going to be people at any of these games or what the traveling is going to be like said, said anyway. So you can basically break down three of the spots immediately. One of them's gonna to go to Clemson or Notre Dame, considering they both win out and whoever wins the ACC championship. The other one's gonna to go to Alabama or whoever they play in the SEC championship, whoever wins that game. The third one's probably gonna to go to Ohio State, unless you could see a team like yep. Wisconsin getting their shit together COVID-wise, winning the rest of their games and playing them. Indiana's also very hot and a very good ball team right now. I'm just I'm just laying it down here, right? Basically, you, you, you already know, you can, you can pick three out of four, likely, okay? alabama Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: ohio state you got clemson or notre dame in that third spot and then it's going to come down to does someone look strong enough in the pac-12 and go undefeated that overshadows what a cincinnati or a byu could do because that's kind of pac-12 undefeated um high mid-major football team and the problem is you go to the big 12 and their best team already has one loss in oklahoma state so that's kind of how I would break it. Garbage. That's how I would break it down a week or so um, into the November-ish part of the schedule.
1: That's a fair assessment, but let me be frank: if I was in the ACC right now, I would, or especially especially the Big Ten, because you know they ain't everything. I would be ultimately pissed if Pac-12 bitch ass hop in here out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, want to jump in and put somebody in the top four when we've been playing all this time.
2: Well, like, they're gonna. They're going be quite Pac, upset. Pac-12 is still gonna play enough games to qualify. They're still gonna play enough games as everybody else. You're gonna see teams. You're gonna see conferences like the SEC and the and the Big 12 finish a lot quicker. ACC. They're just that many more games ahead. They've given themselves room for error, whereas the Big Ten and Pac-12 may not be able to make up some of these games that are getting postponed. I'll tell you right now. Whoever wins the Big Ten, the SEC, and ACC championships are in. They're in. They're in period. Yeah. End of story. Right? I mean, unless something really weird happens moving forward. Okay? And like you said, then it comes down to that Cincinnati-BYU, or does everybody fumble, we get a Big 12 in there, or do we have an undefeated Pac-12 team? But I, but, he, the,
1: I, don't you think that uh, – so let's say Notre Dame – finishes the season, well actually if Notre Dame finishes the season, then Clemson's gone because that's two losses. So never mind. Let's say Clemson finishes the season wins and beats Notre Dame in the ACC championship game. Don't you think Notre Dame deserves to still be number four because they beat number one?
2: So that's another possibility, but I'm just saying there's three spots locked. The other one you gotta think of all the other possibilities. It could be if everybody else falters as one loss and they're the best one loss team left. Definitely. Definitely that could happen. But and, if you, you know, have it, are not, not deal with BCS. Right, but if but if they get blown out or they lose by three touchdowns, right, and Cincinnati's un- and, C- it, yeah. and Cincinnati's right. undefeated, or there's a Pac twelve team that's undefeated, it's over. You can almost kind of put them into pecking order, right?
1: Absolutely. Um quick question real quick to pivot. Who is your Heisman uh leader so far? Because Trevor Lawrence was gonna win it, but he's
2: getting winning now. I think it's gonna be well, that's a good question. At the end of the day, I think Justin Fields is going to come away with it, the way he's going to lead his team it to an undefeated season. I mean, yep. he's already sitting with 11 touchdown passes, 900 yards, no interceptions, So, and he's rushed for two touchdowns. All right. Trevor Lawrence would have been it, but he's out. I mean, is there anybody else just doing stupid, crazy things that I'm not aware of? Because generally it's going to go to someone in that upper echelon of – of programmings, programs that are in the top of the, of the country.
1: I don't know if anybody else is doing stupid, crazy things, but in an abbreviated season, unfortunately, it skews to the big names because those are the guys you remember. And those are the only guys that I can think of off the top of my head who have been talked about enough to warrant a Heisman run. Um, and that's no disrespect to anybody from Notre Dame, no disrespect to anybody from Alabama, no disrespect to anybody from Cincinnati or BYU but Justin Fields been balling and Trevor Lawrence been balling and and like those are well Clemson now is the marquee team but you know whatever but the 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 quarterback for the for the Ohio State Buckeyes for the past since Craig Krenzel has been a the marquee position in college football cuz every year somebody except for Krenzel, every year whoever the quarterback is ends up going to the league or being in the Heisman race, or what something. So, yeah, I, it's it's got to be Fields right now, in my opinion.
2: All right, folks, let's move on. Let's talk about the next level. Let's talk some NFL.
3: The Always use your head. <laughs>
2: are just under an hour and a half away from kickoff to Monday Night Football featuring the New England Patriots visiting the New York Jets. Not much to say. Too about, damn excited, bro. Yeah, nothing. Down it down. Too excited. Not much to say. I'm just telling the people where we're at as we're, as we're recording here. So uh, um, <laughs> we'll move on because there's not much to talk about at that game. I don't think Bill Belichick who, lets who his got? team.
3: I don't think Belichick lets got? his
2: team lose. I think they'll even cover the nine and a half. Okay, fair enough. Same here, same here. Let's talk about – Shout week- out to my boy Joe Flacco out there. Keep lose, Keep getting them checks, big dog. Let's talk about some interesting storylines that we can take away from week nine. I had the Buffalo Bills beating Seattle. I kind of seen that coming. Buffalo's got a solid defense. Now, granted, they gave up 34 points, but they had enough defense at the beginning of the game to get out to a really nice 24-10 to 10 lead at halftime. Josh Allen's the real deal. You know, another spectacular game for him. 400 yards, three passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown again. They didn't run the ball very well, but when you give up that much on in the air like Seattle does, I mean, do you feel more confident in Buffalo now, or do you feel less confident in Seattle now after this game? Neither. I feel like
1: things happen the way they should happen. We've, already, we've always known Seattle was a one-man show and no this to, to they have great weapons but like they go Seattle is is so much like mid 2010s packers with Aaron Rodgers that like he's so good that he overshadows all of their issues we've known that this is not the legion of boom anymore we've known that this their defense is not the same um and also it's good to see Josh Allen being consistent but with uh, respect, his grandma died like a night or two before. So like this was one of those games where he put her on he put her on his shoulders and like carried him through the game. I need to see more. The Bills, first and foremost, the Bills are disappointing to me because the Bills coming into the season were supposed to be what Baltimore and Pittsburgh are doing defensively. They were supposed to be the team defensively, and they're giving up twenty nine, thirty, thirty four last no- yesterday uh, points a-, a game. That's disappointing to me personally because. Trusting Josh Allen to go for four touchdowns and and what was what was he like twenty for thirty years? Trusting him to do that and not turn over the ball, I don't know.
2: Thirty one. I don't know. Thirty one to thirty eight for four hundred fifteen yards, three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. But he's been doing that all year. I mean, he's thrown nineteen touchdowns and only five interceptions. You you're right. He he might he might
1: pull a Tannehill and show us that we was wrong about him initially but I gotta see it I gotta see it in the playoffs I gotta see it when it matters and we know what Russell can do so I don't think we learned anything other than what we already knew the Bills gotta stay more consistent with Allen and they gotta get better defensively and the Seahawks ain't doing nothing in the NFC until they can learn to not give up 40 points a game
2: It's hard to disagree with that. Let's talk about an interesting matchup and a team that is as the Miami Dolphins they got Ryan Fitzpatrick who just turns that ship around. I mean they were good at the end of last year too in my opinion and then they go well now we're going to Tua and he's only the fourth quarterback ever to come in and win his first two games as a starter I believe. I mean, it's crazy, this, isn't it? Everybody, everybody's, this is the guy everybody fell in love with at Alabama, right? I mean, if he's healthy, he's going to be a top-tier quarterback. And it's crazy to see how many really good young quarterbacks there are because this was a fun game. Miami is a good team and they beat a good Arizona team. And I'm looking forward to seeing more matchups with Tua and Kyler down the road because these are two very outstanding young NFL quarterbacks.
1: So... I'm going to make an allegory to something you know quite well. Are they treating him like Washington treated Steven Strasburg at the beginning of his career? Because we know Strasburg came into the league with major arm issues. There was questions, could he last 162 games? We're, we're going to put him on pitch counts. We're not going to let him play the whole season for his first few for his first few years so he can get comfortable and adjust to the league because we need him in October. And, as advertised, when he's, on the, when he's on the hill, there's not much better than Steven Strasburg. Then, as advertised as well, he's going to miss a season or two. He's going to miss 30, 60 games or so every, every other year. My fear with Tua is he's doing the things that most of us who watched him knew he could and would do but is it worth it to have this now do they really think they can make that much of a run this year to warrant him doing that when you have a quarterback who was doing just as well and and just as well without any injury issues who you know could be gone at any time cuz we knew he could do this but what if he gets what if he gets blindsided one more time and he gets hurt what if something happens in his first year when you could have allowed yourself and your team to get better. They need a right tackle. And the right tackle, this is blindside. He's been playing great so far, but we and a, you know he's got a lot of Deshaun in him and that he wants to hold the shit out of the ball to extend the play. I'm happy for my man's success. The game was great, but I'm really concerned, is this like fool's gold right now is what I'm saying.
2: I, I disagree with you. I think the Miami Dolphins as an organization – First thing they did is they said, okay, once we can get him into camp, we first start and go with the physical. And when he's a hundred percent, we know he's good. I think they've known that for a long time. I think he's been a hundred percent even when they were in training camp with him because of what, this this is just my thought. And I think once they knew that, I think they knew, well, we're not gonna throw him to the wolves right away because you know, you need to learn the NFL, right? And he had a really good, he's got a really good head coach. And he was playing behind a very, very smart quarterback as well, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think they knew that after that buy, I think they knew early, early in the season, after that buy, Tua was going to be their guy. I, I think once they knew the physical part was there, and he looks fine, once he's healthy, what are you going to wait for? I mean, it, 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 that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, there shouldn't be a pitch count. You're ready to go, you're healthy, you're the quarterback. Go out there, be smart, don't take hits right he's kind of like kyler murray have you seen kyler murray take a really big hit yet these guys no they, but they, kyler
1: murray came into the league we they, knew he was a scrambler we knew he's a mover So Two Tua. was not the same guy Two was uh, a pocket passer
2: nah, he's he a can pocket still passer. move around though he's still very mobile he's still very quick he's still smart enough to get rid of the sure, ball sure but there's moving around in the pocket and then
1: there's a scrambler you
2: are going to make me look up his stats in college
1: <laughs> please do Please do. I want Look, I live in the South. I had no choice but to watch all them damn Alabama games every Saturday night. <laughs> oh, that man was sitting in the pocket and slinging around. Well, he had 7 I'm, carries. I'm, I'm he had I'm seven up.
2: carries for 35 yards on Sunday, so he's looking pretty good. No, you're right. He again,
1: he has balled out. Nothing taken away from the man. And I think he'll be. He's. I think he'll be an MVP candidate. He's that good. I'm just terrified for his health, man. This
2: is an investment, bro. You don't want two of for three
1: years. You want him for 12.
2: Let me run down a couple of games of insignificance. Atlanta taking care of business at home against Denver. Houston goes into Jacksonville, gets a victory against Luton, the second string quarterback. I don't even know. Luton, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Detroit blocks. Can I say something real quick?
1: Yeah. Say game. Real quick. I'm sorry. Real quick. First and foremost, I don't know what it is about Jacksonville to find these rookies that can go out and play. Because Minshew played well last year. My man Luton played well this year. Oh, why the? F- Can I cuss? Is it
2: okay? I fucking hope so.
1: Why the fuck is Colin Kaepernick not the starting quarterback of the damn Jacksonville Jaguars?
2: because uh, they don't want to win. Ridiculous. they don't want to win, and I don't. Ridiculous. They don't want to win, and I don't think Colin Kaepernick really wants to come back to the NFL anymore either. But that's a subject. That's a that's a discussion for another day. Fair enough. Fair enough uh detroit blocks two punts and still can't beat minnesota dalvin cook looks like the greatest running back in the history of the nfl for two weeks now since he's been back and i'm glad he's on my fantasy football yep. team christian mccaffrey returns carolina gives case kansas city a much better game than people thought except for me i had picked the carolina plus the 10 if you pay attention fbc tunny but patrick mahomes does shout, out to, t- shout out to teddy Patrick Mahomes does Patrick Mahomes things. Teddy Bridgewater had a good game. Uh, McCaffrey is questionable now with a shoulder injury. I also have him on my fantasy football team. So it's been that kind of year, folks. Uh, Tennessee <laughs> hangs on and, and and beats Chicago after being up early 24-17. Giants take Hi, up. Patrick. Yeah, you loser. Uh, <laughs> no, I love you, Patrick. Um, Giants with a victory at Washington. Nobody really cares. Vegas No,
1: no, you got to talk about Kyle Allen, bro. That's a big that's a big situation. He's out. I mean, Kyle Allen got Alex Smith and then replaced by Alex Smith.
2: Yeah.
1: Boy, I tell you. Football guys hey Washington, dog.
2: Dwayne Haskins <laughs> will be back in there before you know it. Vegas improves the 5 and 3 with the victory at the Chargers. The Chargers, I feel like you feel like they're onto something, right? They're missing some key people on defense. Uh, I know what, what their best defensive back was out for the year. Uh, I think they're missing. Obviously, their running back, but Justin Herbert might end up being the best quarterback in this draft. To be honest with you,
1: I'm a Joe Burrow guy, but he's fantastic. But you know what he is? He is the heir apparent to true heir apparent to Philip Rivers, who is destined for his entire career to go seven to nine. And lose nine games by by five or less points. This is the San Diego L.A. Chargers' way. This is this. In fact, in fact, I'm gonna go further. I have spoken.
2: Pittsburgh almost uh, stepped on their dicks and lost to Dallas and a fifth string quarterback, but they didn't, and they're eight zero. And kudos to them. The last nine teams to go eight zero did not win the Super Bowl.
1: Baltimore, Thank God, come come through. Come through with that stat. Say it again. The last
2: nine teams to start the season 8-0 did not win the Super Bowl. Give me hope, bro. Give me hope. Baltimore Ravens' defense looked pretty good on the road, holding Indianapolis to 10 points. Still wondering about that passing game. Can we get Des Bryant some uh, routes, some plays? I mean, he can't be any worse through your passing game than what the fuck you have going on now.
1: Can he get more than one paycheck? Like, can, can he get paid a couple weeks before he gets ca- catches? Get his ass out there. I <laughs> picked him up for fantasy football I want to see what he's got. He ain't played in three years, and he, he practiced for one week. Give
2: my man some time to get in the offense. It's not like he's a fucking and, lineman or on defense. He's not like he has to worry about – It's just, hey, holy shit, we're running three wide here, and the slot guy, he's just going to run straight down the field no matter what the fucking coverage is. Let's see – how many people they send with Des Bryant when he's on the field?
1: They're going to send a linebacker with his ass because Dez Bryant, big as hell now. Um, and for the record, this is coming from a Ravens fan. Hollywood Brown, shut the fuck up or perform. Simple as that. Wow. Simple as that. You want to yeah. complain? You have a right to complain. Ball out when you get the ball in your hands. You didn't do that, so shut up now.
2: Thursday night, the Packers went to San Francisco and took care of business after a poor showing against Minnesota the week before and last but not least another game that I picked the Saints plus four on the road they didn't need plus four they could have given 34 and a half and you would have been a winner domination when Tampa Bay or I should say when Tom Brady gets pressured he doesn't have a chance when you run the ball five, a, a league history low five times your team doesn't have a
1: chance. Can, can I tell you how my friends are haters? So if, you, if you're a listener of the show, you remember that both my compatriots, Mr. Tunney and Mr. Platt, didn't think the Bucs would have a good season, and I was the sole one who said, no, the Bucs are going to go 12-4 or something to the order. They might win a division, but they're going to be a really good team. I remind my friends of this as they go 6-2, and two, but they lose this game, and all of a sudden, you no, know, what about those bucks, man? Okay, all right, six and three. I wasn't gonna really have much to worry about. Bad games happen, bro. People get blown out every day.
2: The only thing I can say for Tampa Bay is that the last four games of their schedule is not very daunting. But I'll tell you right now, if Christian McCaffrey, it doesn't look good. It looks like he's gonna be out again. But if Christian McCaffrey is not out and he's fine and it's just a little pain and there's no nothing wrong with that shoulder. They got to go and play a very good Carolina team when they're healthy, okay? You right about that? Then yeah. they got the Rams, then they got the Chiefs. So this 6 and 3 Tampa Bay team could easily be 6 and 6. They come back after the bye week against the Vikings team, which looks a lot more like the Vikings team we thought they were going to be this year or the past couple weeks. But they do finish Falcons Lions Falcons. So I think it's going to be a difficult task for them not to get to at least 9 and 7. I predicted them to be 8 and 8. I also picked the Saints to win this division and I'm pretty darn sure the Saints have won their last 5 straight games.
1: Well, they they really wanted to to possibly give away the season with the Michael Thomas situation. Good to see he's back and again so asserting himself as the best receiver in the league. So
2: How about you know. Taysom Hill's game? Um it, look listen to this listen to the stat line for Taysom Hill. 2 for 2 for 48 yards passing. One catch for twenty-one yards, and seven carries for fifty-four yards. So,
1: can I can I tell you a Texas Hill stat that made me laugh? Sure. So, um, my main my main league in fantasy is ESPN. I play ESPN leagues. I have two ESPN leagues, one Yahoo league. And um, so, I traded away my backup running back, Hunter Henry. And my favorite start for me this week. I go into the tight end pool and I I I signed or picked up Jerry Cook. Cool. You know who's listed as a tight end?
2: Yeah, Taysom Hill. In fantasy purposes? Taysom Hill. It's crazy, isn't it? Do you want to know what I <laughs> Do you wanna know what I do on Madden? I go I trade for Taysom Hill and I turn his his um I, I turn it from QB, his position from QB to tight end. And I play him as backup tight end and fullback. That way, he can run the ball. He can, and he can go out for routes.
1: So basically, you tr- you treat him when you trade for him like the Saints actually treat him.
2: Yeah, well done. yeah, he'd be like my third string quarterback because whoever I have for in the third string there would be just minimal pay, and he'd be better than that. But...
1: And and shout out to James getting some run because you know they get never beating their ass so bad. James got some run. Stop the eating the W, dog. We get it, bro. Just stop it. It's it's like not funny at this point. It's pretty sad.
2: All right, let's play a quick game here before we move on and talk some NBA action. Yeah, well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Right now, as we sit. Eh, About an hour A little over an hour away from the kickoff Of Monday Night Football Patriots and Jets Week 9 We're pretty much at the midpoint Monday Night Football trash versus trash Yeah that happens Right now we're pretty much in the middle of the season Who's the best team In the AFC Who's your best team in the NFC
1: God, Don't make me say
2: this bro don't make me say Are this. you starting in the AFC? Um, I'll start in the AFC. I still say the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. I think they're better than the Steelers.
1: The Chiefs are, are better than the Steelers, but I subscribe to the Bill Parcells school of you are what your record says you are. And unfortunately, the Steelers... Yeah. So... <laughs> uh, they're undefeated, damn it. Um, but... Pat Mahomes, bro. That, 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 that's something up with that dude, bro. That we have not seen a human being like Pat Mahomes in this league, and you, and you live in the city with Aaron Rodgers. So
2: uh, it's basically you took yeah. the, you took the best of Brett Favre and the best of Aaron Rodgers and you put them together and you turned into into Patrick Mahomes. You know what I like? To,
1: you know that's that's the perfect analogy. You know how I like to look at it as if you gave Warren Moon. Uh, Steve Young's um, uh, uh, m- maneuverability, or just cause...
2: those two together—that's pretty close too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. huge, huge Warren Moon fan. Love the Oilers. I had the Oilers Apex jacket in grade school and everything. That's what's up. Forget that start over pullover shit. Well, I want almost... to zip mine up and down.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm a hoodie guy. But uh the pullovers were dope though. The, they were. Yeah, and anything started back in the day was golden. Like if you had a starter jacket, right. Yeah, you you, you knew your mom and your dad had a little cash.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, number one team in the NFC. I'm gonna give it to the Saints. I know the Packers beat them, but I think the Saints they found a way to put pressure on Brady. The Packers didn't. Uh You know the Packers lost to Minnesota I I don't know that's kind of like the Saints losing to Vegas I would suppose but overall I think that the Saints have better receivers I'd say the running game is about the same and I'd say they have a little bit better defense than the Packers so I would say if I'm talking about who would win an NFC championship game I would say whoever's at home but at this point in time I would have the Saints the Packers and the Seahawks so my number one team in the NFC is the Saints
1: I'd, I'd like to remind you that Vegas is five and three, and going to the playoffs if the season ended right now. So that's not a bad loss. Um,
2: both teams are six and two, correct? Vikings will make the playoffs, I bet you, if they go to eight teams. Okay. If they go to eight teams. Okay. 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 That's.
1: I mean, that's fair. That's another thing they that's on hard. the table.
2: That's another thing that's on the table. Just so everybody knows, they might be voting this thing to go to eight playoff teams this year, and they already expanded at to seven. Yeah.
1: No. That's a no. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like messing with the season in the season. Before the season, cool. Give give people a chance to get comfortable with it, get prepared for it. But after this end the season, I don't like that. But I mean, we are in the altogether everybody unprecedented times. Um, to answer your question, I will go with the Saints as well because when it comes down to it, I trust the Saints organization right now a little more than the Packers. The defense is a little better in New Orleans. Devontae Adams is a beast. But Devontae Adams is playing out there with him and Aaron Jones and nobody else, whereas you can name four or five deep on the Saints that can go. We just spent a whole two, three minutes talking about their third-string quarterback who could be a backup tight end on any team right now. Um, The question comes down to can Drew Brees hold up for 16 games? I don't know that. So we'll talk about that later on in the season. As of eight
2: games, I got the Saints. there in three-man weave listenership world um a couple things to note november 18th is the nfl draft and i know that they want free agency NBA. uh, nba i'm sorry november 18th is the nba draft thanks for catching me there and i know they want to get the free agents into their cities by december 1st so imagine free agency period is going to be sometime between the 19th and the 30th of november i would imagine they probably start friday the draft is next wednesday um yeah that's right the draft is next wednesday i would bet you free agency would start two days after that maybe even the next day what do you think
1: they got to if if what the news is that we're going to talk about is happening you you got to do something
2: well what are your thoughts the big news is now that i've set up the way the rest of their you know offseason schedule is going to go leading up to is that December twenty second will be opening day for the NBA, and you will have those uh, those quartet or quintuple header uh, on Christmas. Christmas Christmas Day. Yeah,
1: I think it is egregiously capitalistic. I think that everybody and their mama has gone on record speaking about how of all of the sports leagues. The NBA did and handled the pandemic by far the best. Give them commendations, right? Even if you are of the ilk that don't like the social justice that they tried to embark in the bubble, just the fact that they were able to get that done in three months, no issues, no COVID test, no COVID, positive COVID tests, great basketball every night, you have to give them all the credit in the world. So to go back literally two months later and say, nah, son, we're not done, next season. I understand the point of wanting to get this season over with so we can get back to normal in 2021, 2022. And I get that. And I actually appreciate that because that makes it better for even for all the fans. But, yo, why don't you just do an There's So they said there's going to be no All-Star weekend. Do All-Star on Christmas and then let us start in February like the, like the players wanted to so they could actually have a rest. Because right now, you are going to cause so many of these players and teams to have a whole bunch of injuries between December and January. Because there's no real time for training camp. There's no real time for rest. There's no real time to get players acclimated to new systems. Is is just, this is what happens when money rules the day.
2: Yeah, I, well it is all about the money a correct b they're losing a lot of money if they don't start on christmas day Uh, lastly the olympics being at the end of this season is another thing that goes with it i'm not justifying it and saying it's right or wrong i know they're not going to play 82 games i know that they're not going to do an all-star weekend i heard that they're going to do some kind of they they keep pushing some kind of tournament mid-season tournament on into this league and I don't as a fan really appreciate it this to me this isn't soccer or or any other basketball league around the world this is the NBA you play a regular season teams qualify for the postseason and you play the postseason I don't I don't get the significance of that it's almost like Survivor Series Raw versus Smackdown Because when we tune into Raw, the Monday after Survivor Series, no one's going to give a flying fuck who beat who from Raw or SmackDown.
1: So I feel where you're coming from, and I am with you on this year, because this year doesn't need any extra bells and whistles. But I appreciate the wanting to do the tournament for this one reason. While All-Star Weekend is fun to people like you and me, I'd imagine, to a lot of people to advertisers, to a lot of wrestling, basketball purists, and things like that, they hate it because it's so much. It's it's not competitive. There's no competition to it. Perfect. They tried to make it competitive with what happened to, with the Kobe situation and how they flipped it. But so using the tournament was. And this is a Bill Simmons idea, for the record. Bill Simmons is the person that brought this together. It's just a way to make things kind of interesting, and and competitive. So
2: I'm saying I don't right. know how
1: much I feel about it.
2: I'm saying I'm not interested.
1: <laughs> it depends on how you. It depends on how you sell me. You know, it it really depends on how you sell me. What if so? Okay, flip it for you. What if they change the order, of what well, if they change playoffs, and they said, you know what, no more top eight from West, top eight from the East, top fifteen team make it, and whoever wins the the tournament is the sixteenth seed, and we'll seed you from one to sixteen. Would you be interested in?
2: No. Okay. Never mind it. Because Carry on. Then, then get rid of the then, then get rid of, get rid of the east and the west, then, and get rid of the divisions, and just have thirty teams, and just have a different, a, 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 a equal schedule. Because otherwise, you're, 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 you, you could, you could say that the west was better, 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 but you don't know that because the east is playing against itself more right i mean maybe it isn't maybe it is It's just if you're not going to make the schedule the same for everybody you can't just pick the top equally does that make sense it, it doesn't to me it doesn't it doesn't match up in my brain then there should be a different scheduling priority
1: it doesn't have it doesn't it doesn't have full integrity i completely agree with you but that's just one of the ideas that they had um, I don't think they need to tweak the NBA is one of the the NBA may be the most perfect league in, well I think football 16 games is perfect but I mean like the NBA is don't need, doesn't need much tweaking I don't think
2: I still think they should find a way have... to make
1: the all-star game more competitive and then keep it moving that's all we want
2: I don't really care if that game is more competitive it's a spectacle you i i tune in for all-star saturday night that's what a weekend is for me and and maybe your guy from your hometown wins the all-star game mvp who really cares who wins that game either i mean i didn't like the fact that they that in baseball why they put fucking uh consequences to their playoffs and things of that nature into these games that don't mean a damn thing who cares then don't then don't be a sponsor then sponsor all-star saturday night right i mean that's That's my thing. The NBA game has always been about watching the best players go out there and just have a little bit of fun. They shouldn't have to wait until, you know, and it's up to the guys that are on the court to have an entertaining, uh, uh, you know, competitive matchup in the fourth quarter if they want to. We've seen that in the past. I just think there's so many things that aren't broken that they're trying to fix, and I I don't like it. Stop making things change, Ray.
1: Look, that's fair. I will say this, and I'm done with the answer to this you're right and i feel i thought most fans agree with you but from everything that apparently the the data that the NBA is getting that's the case that's not the case the NBA wants the most NBA fans want a more competitive all-star game and if you look at last year's all-star game versus the past 3 or 4 last year's was
2: fantastic well let me tell you the conference finals and the finals are more like all-star games than they have been in the past because you got four or five all-stars on those teams now you guys start with two or three guys on your team already they're all-stars so there you go yeah this is old man Tony, get off my fucking lawn nba there you go I-, I can't wait for it to come back i'm a fan but don't change it don't give me this horseshit just fucking play. it's worked for so long Look how much money you're making Look how much money your fucking players make More than any other professional athlete That has a season in the world
1: Um So Great conversation Talk about the real conversation Is John just signing the Supermax I don't know Too soon? I don't know Too soon?
2: I hope so We're gonna find out aren't we? We're gonna find out by December 1st Probably (laughs) Yes sir Probably I don't know Probably I don't know I'm fifty-fifty. Why would you have to ask me that, asshole? <laughs> I, I wanted to be mean. I'm sorry. I did, that I that, that, was, that was the spirit of Christmas. You know what? Platt. The Steelers They've, are the Steelers are the best team in the AFC. They're the best goddamn team I've seen in a long. No, I'm just kidding. I can't even say that with a straight face. They're good, but they're not. Yeah, I. You're right. It's it's if the nba wants to do something and start that day then then for this one year only i'll tell you what if you go down from 82 because they're talking about 74 games or something like that go down from 82 games go down to 60 games and then have with it and then have your tournament in the at the end or in the middle or however you want to work it in there so that not everybody that some of the better teams aren't resting too long and just for one season right because it will allow you to catch back up because you're going to have a lot of really good players. Whether or not they're the top guys or whether or not it is, they're going to play in the Olympics too. So
1: You say that. I feel like this might be the year we go back to kind of, you know how things were before the Dream Team? where like, yeah, we put some immatures. They're not going to send college players. But, like, I don't know that Braun and, and you know, and, well, like Giannis can't go, and Harden. Yeah, but, know, Kawhi, I don't know if they're going to go.
2: Yeah, they could still send a second-tier level of players over there to win that.
1: Well, that's, 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 that's the next question, because we did that in 96. What is, that caused the Redeem team,
2: right? and they but got that in
1: no, 2000, and they lost
2: bad. They didn't lose because of a lack of talent.
1: Lack of talent, no, but a lack of talent. Cohesion and the fact that you can't just beat the, the world because, oh, we better. It, this, you know what it
2: is? It's going to you know be easier is. to be cohesive when you have the second tier of superstars on this team. They have smaller egos.
1: We thought that in 2000, and that wasn't the case. No, I think that was you just a poorly is?
2: run program that year.
1: It was, but also, again, there's it's a, it's a bunch of things. But I think that it used to be that you could... You could go to the Y, and because you played some basketball back in the day, you could just beat up on anybody that was in that was in the in there now. But now these kids in the Y play Y basketball for real, and they're competitive, and you can't just go beat them anymore, just because you're better. And that's what the, that's what the rest of the world is right now. So I don't know, bro. It's a good it's a, it's interesting conversation, but I know there ain't no way in hell. Thirty seven year old LeBron coming off a championship in the bubble, coming back to play within two months probably going to another championship, at least in the finals, gonna go and say, nah, son, I'm gonna go ahead and go play in the Olympics, too, in Tokyo. Like, no, dog, I well, don't see it not, happening.
2: No, but they don't need LeBron.
1: They don't need him, no, but, you know, I,
2: okay, so then, here, I'll so make, then we're talking. I'll, here, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It, why, it, it, why it doesn't matter anymore is because that already happened. They already went and embarrassed themselves they already know right so they're plenty talented to have the instead of having one through 15 there they're plenty talented of having any of the nba guys that make up a really good basketball team that are in the 25 to 50 range on the 50 most talented nba players and you can easily get a very good 12-man squad to go over to the olympics be motivated play well and win easy out of the 25th to 50th best players in the NBA that are American I don't think so anymore the way I that think, program is I run I, com- I disagree with you wholeheartedly
1: oh well that okay so we have a good conversation to hold up to especially thinking about in the in the in the when the uh, summer comes cause I gotta remember teams... what I said
2: until yeah. summer
1: so yeah, well I was right <laughs> we might not have a damn summer <laughs> best for 2020 <laughs> so yeah, good even, point
2: I just 2020 is never gonna end we're not even gonna get to 2021 it's gonna be like Groundhog yeah, fair Year. Fair. Groundhog Year. Happy New Nine Seven Four Two One, and then it decided it. It, it said twenty twenty one, but then it, then you just wake up, on it, it's twenty twenty, again, all over again.
1: We wake up and we hear on the news. So there's a new thing in the, in the news. Uh, this coronavirus is starting to flare up, and no.
2: And I make the joke again, of getting up and listening to the news that first day. Yeah, I had that last time I was in Mexico. I drank too many Coronas. <laughs> oh, man. Fantastic. All right. That was a really good conversation. It's always nice to get on here and see us disagreeing more than agreeing because that just means there's good things going on in the sporting world and there's great stuff to talk about. So I am thrilled with that. All right, folks. One more commercial break. We got our last topic. Ray and I are both really psyched and looking forward to this weekend.
3: Sierra. Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Lima. Delta. Shield. always use your head
2: all right folks while you're listening to this podcast as we're getting into the final topic of this evening click on that internet browser head on over to prowrestlingtees.com WrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot make yourself look more aesthetically pleasing you've already visited thechairshot.com but if you're listening on some kind of podcasting uh, device then head over to thechairshot.com sports entertainment and sports entertainment there's something for everybody exactly what i wanted it to be folks at no point in time did jim nance say hello friends there hello friends we're talking about the masters they're just i'm just gonna leave that in there i don't even care it was just some weird music that had nothing to do with the masters and it and it just showed them opening the gates to augusta i apologize folks i was really hoping it it was it was it was it was labeled jim nance hello friends i don't know what the fuck happened there
1: it is. That's, that's quite three-man weave-esque for that shit not to work like it should have worked.
2: <laughs> Nonetheless, we will be hearing the sultry tones of Jim Nance. In addition, we're going to get coverage on ESPN. It, it's going to be great. If you have ESPN+, Plus, you're going to be able to watch more coverage before their, I think it's one Eastern start. Um it's going to be dark earlier so it's not april it's november the clocks have changed let's talk about the golf though i i I don't know how this course could play differently due to the time of year i've seen that it was 80 degrees yesterday in augusta i mean granted it does get pretty warm sometimes there when they play in april so it might be a little bit more temperate but I don't know. I, I've always said this, and obviously the one thing you talk about whenever you talk about golf, and even the Masters, Tiger Woods, he can actually tie Jack, Jack Nicholas for six green jackets this year. And even before he won last year, I've always said, if there's any one major he's going to win, it's going to be the Masters at Augusta. He knows the course so well, and that has more to do with any other event and course here.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, the Masters kind of was is the major he, he made a stamp on, um, but so I just looked up the Masters odds.
2: Oh, did you go to um, C- on CBS? And,
1: did I do what? What are you on CBS? CBS, yes, sir.
2: Go ahead, I got it. So right, was right, see, right, right in front of me, right in front of me.
1: Uh, if you if you if you want to speak on some of this, it's fine. But you know the thing I find interesting is the world's number one is not the number one. Best odds. Dustin Johnson is the world's number one right now, and he has the second best odds going into this. Bryson DeChambeau, the U.S. Open winner, has the best odds going into this. I find that interesting.
2: Yeah, but DJ's coming off of I believe he was on a break from COVID. I think he had COVID. I, I would say John Rahm is the favorite in my opinion. That would be my pick to win this okay. tournament. Him and Justin Thomas are right in their wheelhouse here. I would make those two my betting favorites. I see DeChambeau and DJ up there all both very good sometimes the bombers don't play especially great at augusta but you never know those two guys are very talented to me it's that next three guys rom thomas and mcelroy right
1: i feel like rory Rory is due it's been a while since rory won a rory won a major so i feel like he's due.
2: and he's never won at augusta uh as you move down that list i and get past like xander schauffele is a guy brooks kepka you never can count him out Matt Matzuyama, right. Finau, Bubba Watson, two-time uh, champion at Augusta. Morikawa won the PGA this year. Jason Day is a player that has a game that goes to any course, and then you're getting down to yep. Webb Simpson, Matt Wolf. There's Tiger Woods at 35 to one, and right behind him, Jordan Spieth, who hasn't been playing well uh, the last year and a half or so, uh, in in accordance with how he started his career at 40 to one. What do you see that second sure. set of guys? I mean, and how do you feel Tiger being 35 to 1? You think that's appropriate? I don't think it's appropriate
1: because Tiger hasn't proved anything on the court. So you to think be he that should well, be a longer but shot? I think he should be a longer shot because if we're keeping it a buck, go further down. Uh, where is my guy? Um, I Phil is like at 80 to 1. Eighty to one, right? right? Phil hasn't Ricky played. Ricky at sixty-six. You know, go ahead. What you gonna say? I'm sorry.
2: I don't think Phil has played that well at the Masters in a while. A lot of this has to do with, you know, the average of March. their first win at Augusta would be your sixth start, right? And a lot of these guys have been starting there for so long. You're like, it's it's probably it'd be it'd be the it'd be the latest in their career at the Masters to get their first win, right? It sounds like something that's really weird, but you either figure it out in the first five, six, seven years, or you generally don't figure out Augusta. Uh, Sergio Sergio Garcia has played in 84 straight majors, won Augusta three years ago, I think it was Woods, Patrick Reed, and then Sergio the year before, his only major. Tested positive for COVID, was going to miss his first Major in eighty four majors, and it's at a wow. tournament that he can still win in Augusta. Wow.
1: Um, just I just want to name some of these names. That's that's, that's terrible. Name some of these names as after Tiger. Just in the just in the odds, and this doesn't mean anything. This ultimately, but Spieth is forty to one. Adam Scott is forty to one. Louis Outh I, I never said that right. Fifty to one.
2: Louis Louis Oathuysen.
1: Season. Thank you. Thank you. Because he's South African, right? Yep. Yeah. Justin Rose is at 50 to 1. Justin Rose. Ricky Fowler, 60, 60, 66 to 1. Like, these are people who are m- more often in tournaments, especially majors, than Tiger has recently. Now, Tiger has the game that is custom made for Augusta. You have pointed out and mentioned that. The question is, and again, I, w- I'm, I am always going to have a rooting interest and a soft spot in my heart for Tiger. I want to see him win another Green Jacket. I want to see him catch and pass Jack Nicholas. But I just don't know that we should build ourselves up to have any expectations for him at this point. I just don't think so.
2: I do. I do at Augusta. I mean, I don't... (laughs) I'd be shocked if Tiger ever won a U.S. Open or a PGA Championship again. Because to me... to me, well, They set those both those events up the same way now. They never used to do that. Like, PGA Championship to me is just another U.S. Open. You know, they, they almost run their... It used to be different. It used to be a little more shot making and you'd see a little more scoring at the PGA. That's a topic for another time. My point is that... I still think I'd be shocked if you won either one of those two majors. I wouldn't be shocked if you won a British Open at a course he knew and played well at. Like Tiger's if you look at Tiger's British wins, he's like never in the bunkers. It's it, it's not necessarily his game, it's his mental game where he knows Augusta, he knows some of those some of those like St Andrews and, and 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 things of that nature in Great Britain. He knows those courses better and he's smarter at using what he has. To win those tournaments. And plus there's the Tiger effect. If it's Sunday and he's close to the top of the leaderboard, you've seen what happened last year at Augusta. They failed down the stretch. Look what happened to Molinari, right? That was just one year ago. Now is Tiger sharp enough? He's been playing enough. I don't know. Do we have those questions when he came into Augusta last year? I believe so. No, we did <laughs> We did and we didn't care. You're right. Good point. Right. So I think the last thing I'll say on this is I've rooted in for Tiger Woods more than i have any other thing including the green bay packers um i i love nothing more than when tiger is in the hunt on a sunday i love no I, I i live tweeted his entire final round last year if you want to go back at pc tunny um i i just love the guy as a competitor and i love watching him on the golf course and i can't wait i can't wait absolutely can't wait
1: same here i just hope we're not disappointed Friday night when he doesn't make the cut.
2: All right, that's enough for you.
1: <laughs> you. Just saying.
2: Let's, oh, so ahead. who you? No, no, go You're ahead. You're a pick. All right. Well, I was gonna say, why don't we do? Why don't we do two things? Let's uh, let's let's pick a guy that's. Uh, well, let's break it down like this. You still got the odds up? Yes, I do. All right. The first page of odds will go. Patrick Reed and up. So if 28-1 to 1 or better, who do you think has the best finish out of all of those guys?
1: I like your pick of John Ram, but I I feel like even though Augusta isn't... A, Rory is a boomer. Rory is a guy that's going to blast it 350 yards off the tee. And this isn't the type of, 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 of course that breeds to that. This is more, like you said, more of a shot-making course. But I feel like he's overdue. And a lot of the times these masters you'll see someone who's overdue pop up out of nowhere and end up winning it so i'm I'm gonna say Rory
2: I'm gonna stick with that John rom pick i if I had to actually not just going by what we're doing here and kind of picking three different spots of where guys are in the field here I would take John rom to win this tournament he is he is currently the best player to not yet have won a major uh Justin Thomas would be close second for me picking there all right between Colin Marikawa at thirty to one. And then down to Sunjay Im at 66 to 1. Who do you see having the best finish out of those gentlemen? Ooh. That's a little bit bigger group. Morikawa, Day, Simpson, Wolf, Wood, Speed, Scott, Fleetwood, Scheffler, Woosthazen, Rose, Paul Casey, Matthew Pittspatrick, Shane Lowry, Ricky Fowler, Sun Im. I like Spieth. I mean, if he can the it,
1: Rose, it's yeah. the, the two guys I think that I'm looking for, looking at.
2: If he can get his putting together, definitely. Ustaisen's a guy to watch out for. He's another one of these guys that just play Augusta really well, but
1: fantastic I'm gonna,
2: putter. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Colin Morikawa. He won the PGA Championship. He played great there. It seemed like he was a little burnt out after. It didn't necessarily play well at the Open. I think he gets his form back. I can see easily a top ten for Morikawa this weekend. Now we got a little bit of the longer odds. Some two really good young players in Cameron Champ and Cameron Smith. You got Jason Kokrak. You got Mickelson there. Abraham Answer has been playing very well the last year and a half. Lee Westwood is always a guy who can turn it on. He has the skills, although he is in his 40s. Molinari, obviously, he might have had, should have won the tournament last year. Uh, Gary Woodland is a guy Mm -hmm. who hits the ball long and straight. And Ian Poulter always seems to be in the mix, at least for the first couple days. At Augusta. I mean, I'll give you a pick here. First, I like Abraham Answer the way he's been playing. I would say easily top 20 for him this weekend. You're going with Phil, aren't you? you I can see it. This
1: is where I say to your. I'm not. I'm okay. not. Because I don't think Phil <laughs> makes a cut. Okay. Um be honest with you, I don't think he makes a cut. He's All been. Right. More recently, he hasn't been playing competitive golf, it's, it's been more skins games and stuff like that from everything I've seen. Again, I say to you, this is more your expertise than mine. Um, uh, so the answer pick, that's cool. I'm going to pick two guys, the two guys you mentioned, because uh, nobody's going to win from this, From I don't think, from that group. But um, Molinari and Poulter, I think, have the best chance to make it on Sunday and be relevant.
2: There you have it. Well, we'll be watching, that's for sure. Um, and hopefully Tiger Woods is in the hunt on Sunday. So, any other just
1: at least he's in the hunt,
2: right? Right. That's all I ask. Well, then, if that's the case, then I will ask for him to win. But that that'll be Sunday. (laughs) Any other sporting thoughts before we get the hell out of here, Ray?
1: Two interesting things of note, um, news-wise. I feel like I'm Stat Boy from P.T.I. Um, Jimmy Johnson has come out of retirement, and he's going to start running IndyCar. That's interesting. Um, and the Amanda Noon's fight Is off Really? Speaking... Next month or at end of this month whichever, Whenever it is
2: And speaking of racing uh, Chase Elliott won NASCAR's uh, championship this year Son of former champion Youngest ever former, former, Yeah, former champion Bill Elliott so. Third youngest ever Is he? 24? That's, Third. They've been younger, when is it? Jeff Gordon was, was younger than him And I forget, and someone else is younger than Jeff Gordon
1: Okay, But I'm proud that I knew I just all know that, because
2: I'm, I'm not much of a racing fan as I used to be in the early 2000s. So.
1: Fair. Fair enough. I am interested to see what the year in 2021 has for NASCAR with all of the changes that they've had to embark upon this year. It's going to be interesting to see. They have my eye and my interest more than any time in history going into 2021. So what they do with it is what they want to do with it.
2: The way that they come off as an organization and how they are portrayed or how they portray themselves according to how people should act towards one another, that is first and foremost priority on their list. A secondary priority to me as far as them becoming having fans again that stay interested and stay with the sport is it's too complicated now. Uh, There's three parts to a race, who wins the race, how many people make this, make that. Uh, somebody Harvick won nine races and he didn't even make it to the final four this year that doesn't make any sense to me it's it's another one of those things yeah. where they started losing fans and it had nothing to do with their format so they changed the format. they like it's like well my toaster doesn't work okay well maybe I need a new bathtub that's not that's not how that works right okay so that's that's my that's my rant for the day
1: old man tunny hating our analytics again
2: oh man three man <laughs> weave. we got got put old man tunny is that gonna be the that's gonna be, get off my lawn three man weave. get off my lawn
1: get off my lawn let's do it all right
2: folks my name is pc tunny you can follow me at pc tunny you can check this show out at three underscore man weave listen to pot is war listen to dwi podcast listen to outsider's edge bandwagon nerds the winner is you greg demarco show the hashtag miranda show Stephen Mitchell, Steve Cook, great writers, among others, dot com forward slash thechairshot. Ray?
1: And it's Ray Cash, R-A-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. Badlands, another one you forgot to mention. Uh, yeah, five we round. got everything, yeah. bro. And the five rounds, we, we We deep. Five rounds. We deep in this the thing, women, bro. The Women's
2: Wrestling Podcast?
1: Yes. I was. Throwing up them signs right now Cause we deep in it shot gang baby Gang <laughs> gang
2: <game. laughs> Oh man Oh
1: shout out to Chris Platt At the real C Platt He'll be back Hopefully next week Yeah We'll see
2: Just Gotta kick that cat, uh-huh. but catnip yeah. Kick that catnip addiction Alright folks Hey Addiction is real people That's, Yeah We hope you're We hope you're addicted To this show Cause I got game And Ray got game We got game he got
0: game. Yeah, that's right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo.
3: Yeah, that's right. He's got game. If man is the father the sun Is the center of the earth In the middle of the universe Then why is this verse Coming six times rehearsed Don't freestyle much But I write them like such Word. Amongst the fiends Controlled by the screams What does it all mean All this shit I'm seeing Human <laughs> beings Screaming vocal javelins Sign of a local nigga unraveling uh-huh. My wandering Got my ass wondering With crisis and all this crisis Hating Satan never knew what nice is the papers well i bet on isis more than your eye can see and ears can hear You don't see, so you turn your head.